This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Watson, he avoids the rush. At least the first time, not the second time. Three Steelers come firing through. Watt was there. Dupree was there. This is BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with the Joes, Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe Giglio, Cody Decker, on a Friday morning. Thank you guys for listening. Later on this hour, Erin Hawksworth is going to join us. She's our new co-host on BetQL Daily. She's going to be with us full-time soon. We're going to introduce her to the audience coming up about 20 minutes. Next hour, Baldy, Brian Baldinger on all things NFL, what we saw last night with the Eagles and the Patriots, and, of course, a a big slate of uh, football coming up this weekend. Cody, speaking of football, it's always fun to kind of dive into these different markets, right? We've talked about who will lead the NFL in touchdown passes this week, touchdown receptions, rushing touchdowns. How about we dive into two two niche ones, but fun ones to bet on? And that would be who's going to lead the NFL in sacks. You heard there the TJ Watt sack from last season under Sean Watson. And of course, who's going to throw the most interceptions. Let's start with the, uh, the sack market here, Cody. So last year, TJ Watt led the NFL, the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers passer to 15 sacks last year, Aaron Donald, second, 13 and a half, Trey Hendrickson, 13 and a half, Hassan Reddick of the Cardinals, 12 and a half, Zadarius Smith Packers 12 and a half. So those were the, the top five guys last year. You look at the odds right now, Miles Garrett plus 750, Aaron Donald plus 750, TJ Watt plus 800. Those are your favorites. Now, if I had to pick one of those favorites, Cody, and, and we'll go down the board a little bit and maybe find some value, but if I had to pick a favorite, I like Miles Garrett. He had 12 last year. Remember, he had COVID. So he was out for a little while. And when he came back, I remember him talking about how it it hit him hard. Like he had trouble breathing, keeping his stamina through games. His recovery lasted even when he came back on the field. So I didn't think he was himself in December. He had 12 sacks last year. It wouldn't surprise me all, Cody, if he could stay healthy in a 17-game season, he could get 18, 19, 20 sacks. He's, He's that good. Agree with you. That's not all that we had with him. We had COVID last year, the year before we had a suspension. So we actually haven't had a full season of Miles Garrett in quite some time. And he is arguably the best pass rusher in the NFL. I look forward to seeing a healthy full season with him out there. And yes, I agree. The 17 game season, there's no reason he couldn't get 20. And I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. 20 sacks. Uh, yeah. If, of the favorites, he is the favorite and there's a reason for it. Yeah, look, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the world. And if you wanted to bet on Aaron Donald, I I would not say you're crazy. If he could rack up 20 sacks too, he plays every game. He's durable. He's an amazing player. 
I just always my my instinct goes away from defensive tackles and goes to more guys on the edge to get sacks consistently every year. It feels like Donald now, you know, he's good for his 13, 14, 15 every year, but is he going to get more than that and win the award? I'm not sure on a year to year basis. So we both agree, Miles Garrett, a great play there at, at seven and a half to one uh, as the favorite on this thing. But if I go down the board a little bit here, Cody, a couple guys that stand out to me as pretty interesting bets to lead the NFL in sacks this year. How about Chase Young at 18 to one? Last year's number two overall pick. That guy is a monster. Like once in a while, a guy comes in the NFL and he just looks different than everybody else. And that is Chase Young. There was that clip last year when Washington played Pittsburgh the before the game. Mike Tomlin was like, I hope I never lose enough games to get someone that looks like you. Basically meaning like, I hope we never have the first or second pick because that's where guys like you go. He's, if I had to pick someone right now to, to eventually become the best defensive player in the league to take that mantle from Aaron Donald, it's him. He's unbelievable. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Not only that, I'm really glad you said Chase Young because I was going to say Chase Young. And it said him, I don't have to be the one that has to bring the Washington football team for the umpteenth time this week and talking about their defense. Yeah, uh, their defense is that good, and it's going to be spearheaded by this second-year player, Chase Young. I think he is a guy, you know, you can get 18-1 uh, to 1 is pretty good odds with him. Another name that really comes up and doesn't get talked about a ton, I mean, he obviously gets talked about, but over in Arizona and Chandler Jones guy that really comes to me um i've seen him at uh 15 to 1 i've seen him 14 to 1 i think that's also a guy who could be a serious dark horse to, to get a lot of sacks out there yeah you know what Ch um chandler jones is a good one for this reason he's always a consistent sack guy like it's that he doesn't have like these years where he has 18 and then he goes back to seven like he's always mm. in the double digit range i mean he's racked up a lot of sacks in his career chandler jones now been in the nfl i'm trying to think when he came in the league um He's probably been in the NFL since 2012 draft. He's a two-time All-Pro. He has, for his career, 97 sacks. Like, we're talking about a guy, Cody, like Chandler Jones has never been talked about in terms of, like, all-time, all-time stuff. But if he puts together three or four more years of this, we're talking about a guy that's got a Hall of Fame resume. He's got 97 sacks in his career. I like that. Wouldn't shock me at all if he has a big year. Let me throw one more at you, kind of in that 18-to-1 range, like, uh, like Chase Young. How about Nick Bosa? Kind of out of sight, yeah. out of mind, because he got hurt last year. You know, maybe he's going to need some time to get his feet under him. So it's a little risky there because he missed basically all last season. But his rookie year, like the way we're talking about Chase Young right now, we kind of were talking about Nick Bosa two years ago like that. Like he was the Ohio State pass rusher that took the NFL by storm. Nick Bosa's unbelievable. And I think he's poised for a big year in, in uh, San Fran. And just think how huge that is for that San Francisco team that had a massively down year after a Super Bowl appearance. They need him. They absolutely need him on defense. And if he does come back, and he doesn't even need to be himself full out. I mean, if he is just a semblance of himself for the first three weeks and he gets back to form, he could very well lead this league in sacks. I'm going to go off the board or way down the board, Cody, on one for you. This is a long shot. And you might think I'm crazy at first, but, but hear me out. So if you look at 65 to one on the odds right now, you find Jamal Adams, the safety from the Seahawks. Jamal Adams had nine and a half sacks last year. He only played 12 games. I feel like the Seahawks have unlocked something like he's not the greatest cover safety. He's a big pass rusher. You know, he's almost like a linebacker, but it's a safety. Kind of reminds me of Troy Palomalo back in the day, the way he plays the game, you know, the way Palomalo did with the Steelers. He had six and a half sacks two years ago with the Jets, went to the Seahawks, nine and a half. It feels to me like Pete Carroll wants to use him as a pass rusher. They don't have great pass rushers. 
Cody, he had nine and a half in 12 games. If he plays 17 games, I think Jamal Adams is going to get 13 or 14 sacks. And that puts you in the mix at 65 to one. I would take a flyer on Jamal Adams. It's worth taking a flyer on. That's for sure. Uh, it's it's just one of the, but it's one of those things. It's so lofty. It's just a matter of how he's going to be used. And at the end of the day, we don't really know how he's going to be used. We the, Based on the trends going from six sacks to nine sacks, it seems as though Pete Carroll does want to use him more as a pass rusher. But will he? That I don't know. This is more of a thing I got to look at at week three, just to see how he's used for a couple of weeks so I can really make a legitimate assessment on it. Yeah, and he was just paid. He was just paid by the Seahawks. So he's not going to be griping. He's going to be out there. He'll be playing. So I, I do like 65 to 1 on Jamal Adams. So there's the uh, our, our sack leaders uh, market there. But how about the other side of the football here, Cody? And this is always a fun one because, like, with all these other ones, it's always positive, right? Like, everyone, we're breaking down touchdown leader, sack leader. It's like, wow, this guy's really, really good. He's going to do this this year. But this category, interception leaders, in terms of quarterbacks, it's the opposite. Yeah. We're talking about guys that stink, who are going to stink, and are going to turn the football over. And it doesn't mean all these guys are bad, right? But it does mean they're making poor plays or bad things are happening to them. Cody, the, the um, favorite right now, you could find Sam Darnold, plus 750, to lead the NFL interceptions. He's tied with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Darnold, Fitzpatrick, both plus 750. Jared Goff, plus 800. And then you get some rookies, Zach Wilson plus 900, Trevor Lawrence plus 1100, Jalen Hurts plus 1100. Those are the favorites right now to lead the NFL in interceptions. The first thought I had as I looked at the, the board here was Jared Goff for a couple of reasons. One, he's on a bad team. Two, they're going to be down late in games, so they're going to have to throw. Three, can you name a wide receiver on the Lions? Not one. Cannot name one off the top of my head right now. I can't. I can't name a, a wide receiver from the Lions since Megatron retired. That's how much I don't think about the Lions. And before that, it was what Herman Moore and and Brashad and, and Perriman <laughs> back in the day. I mean, it, it's been a while. So they don't have great weapons. He's in a tough spot. No weapons. Bad team. Going to be asked to throw. And the one thing about this this award, it's not an award. I guess it's a what would you call this? A distinction. Uh. <laughs> Uh, how how do I how do I put it? it's 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 a hall of shame type thing yes okay so the, the thing about this hall of shame is it's not just who throws interceptions but who's allowed to throw interceptions Jared Goff's not coming off the field he's pretty durable I know we had the thumb issue last year but he's pretty durable he plays every game he's on a bad team he's got the recipe is here for Jared Goff to throw I don't know 18 interceptions 19 lead the NFL Goff of the favorites kind of stands out to me Goff does stand out. Another name uh, that would stand out, but we don't know how many snaps he's going to get, is Drew Locke. Drew Locke uh, threw 15 last year. Uh, Carson Wentz threw 15 last year, but it looks like he's going to a slightly – he's going to a better team to the Colts. He's going to have a, more options to throw to, so I don't think that's going to be something that he's going to be leading the league. However, the guy who was second in the league in uh, interceptions last year, who I am going, obviously, to pick because their team's going to be terrible, and like you just said about Goff, he's not coming off the field. And I know I say it all the time. Kirk Cousins is not coming off the field and the Viking to be atrocious. This is not a bad mouthing Kirk Cousins moment. I've already done that and I'll continue to do that for the rest of my life. However, this is a legitimate thought. Kirk Cousins might be in a lot of trouble. He's going to be down by a lot of points. He's going to have to throw a lot of deep passes. And Kirk Cousins does not have the arm strength to go deep passes. We saw it in the Pro Bowl a year ago when they were trying to do that new rule. And he basically launched it as far as he could. And it's just not... 
it's just not the arm strength you're going to want when you're down by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's not a crazy play. You know, I'm a, I like Cousins, but it's not a crazy play considering where that team might be heading this year. Um, I, I do think Carson Wentz is a smart play, though I don't know how many games he's going to play. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. Carson Wentz stinks. I, I've, I've been dealing with this for years in Philadelphia. That guy stinks, and he throws the ball <laughs> to the other team all the time. The other team drops the ball a lot. He'd have more interceptions if guys didn't drop it. But he might miss time. Like, we're not sure if he's going to start week one. I know the surgery apparently went well. Maybe week one. You got to play to throw interceptions. So I'm going to mm-hmm. stay away from Wentz because I'm uncertain of his health. Let me give you a sneaky one here, um, Cody. A, a guy that I like. I think he's going to be a really good quarterback. But I think Joe Burrow at 28 to 1 is a sneaky play for a couple of reasons. One, he's still not 100% off that knee. It may take him half the year to feel himself when he's throwing. And two, they want to throw. They want to throw a lot. They're going to be down in games. Like they want to line it up five wide receivers and say, Joe Burrow, you're our guy. And it kind of reminds me early in Peyton Manning's career, they said, Peyton, you're the franchise. We're throwing all the time. Go learn on the fly. And obviously, Peyton Manning became Peyton Manning. But Cody, in his first year in the NFL, Peyton Manning led the NFL in interceptions. He threw a decent amount of picks his first two, three, four years in the league, and then then he took off. It wouldn't shock me at all if Joe Burrow leads the NFL in, in, in passes thrown and he leads the NFL in interceptions. 28 to 1, that's a sneaky play. I, I think Joe Burrow could have a lot of interceptions this year. I think that's a sticky play too. However, there is one thing that really concerns me. And I, I don't want to put this out in the ether because I really like Joe Burrow. I want to I want to see him out there playing. I want to see the best version of him. But he did have that knee injury last year. It's still lingering right now. I am terrified of a legitimate, and I mean legitimate chronic injury that will constantly keep coming back and back. This is the NFL. It's not ballet. He takes one mildly bad hit. He's out for the year again. So that's the thing that's really kind of limiting me to putting that bet on him right now. I'm starting, this is not a name anyone wants to hear, especially if you're a Bengals fan, but I'm really worried for a Sam Bradford situation to take place. Yeah, you know what? That's especially when the knee injury that it kind of brings back. You know, he's an accurate quarterback from a big program, injury issues, and it just doesn't go the right way. You, you, if it happens, you're the one that put it in the atmosphere. You know that. I mean, you're the first. Hey, whoa, 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 hey, 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 hey! Knock on wood, knock on wood. I don't, I don't want this to happen. Do not let this happen. I don't want it to take place. I really want to see the greatest version of Joe Burrow ever, but I am worried about that. That is something that really, legitimately scares me. Yeah, plus the Bengals, everything goes wrong for the Bengals. Like That's just the way the Bengals are for forever. I mean, things go wrong for the Bengals. One more to throw out there because I, I can't do this segment without saying his name, especially after watching some of the um, Bears and uh, and Dolphins last week. Tua at 30-1 to 1 is not a bad play. I mean, Tua, I don't think Tua's got it. I just don't think his arm strength plays down the field, and he threw that interception last week you know, in the end zone. And I was like, man, there's going to be interceptions there. I think he'll improve a little bit, like completion percentage. He won't be, you know, he'll naturally improve a little bit. But I could see two or throw picks. The only caveat on two is, will Brian Flores let him throw picks or will he pull him out of the game, put the backup in there? Because that's what he did last year. Like Brian Flores wants to win football games. He doesn't care about two is development. I agree. I that's another reason why I, I, I'm concerned about putting that place in that bet on him. Because is he going to be playing full games? Is he going to be way through the season? And by the way, I always look at this guy thinking he's always going to end up being a Miami Dolphin. And does Marcus Mariota just seem like he's a perfect fit eventually to be over there? It just he fits the bill of the Jay Cutlers of the world, the Marcus Mariotas of the world. They always finish up over there in Miami. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. You know what? He'd be an upgrade for them right now. I think Mariota's a better player than 
doing? Yeah, he'd, he'd be an upgrade. He would do well for them. With that defense, they could win with Mariota compared to uh, compared to Tua. All right. We got – go ahead. One more? Yeah, but one one more we didn't mention because we don't know how many snaps, but we're going to talk about interceptions and not say the name Jameis Winston once. You know what? Is he the – where is he? He is – Jameis Winston is 18-1 to 1 to lead the NFL interceptions. Does he play – I think it's worth a flyer. What well, is it is? But does he play enough, or does Taysom Hill take his job? If he plays ten games, he could hit it. If he plays ten out of seventeen, he could lead the NFL interceptions. You're right. I agree. One more sneaky one, Daniel Jones. Man, there's a lot of interceptions coming this year. <laughs> These quarterbacks absolutely stink. On the other side, we got to get to know Aaron Hawksworth. She's going to be joining Beck UL Daily. She joins us next right here. Joe Gillio, Cody Decker, Beck UL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, right here on the Beck UL Network.